1: What is up, all you rockers, rockets, and everything in between? You have joined us for a new edition of And the Podcast Will Rock. Welcome back to the show, everybody. If it's your first time here, welcome. Let me tell you about what we do. We are the show, the podcast that dives into the catalog and discography of one of the greatest rock and roll bands of all time van halen and we do it one track at a time i am your co-host mark kamaya with me as always Corey. slam dunk Morissette, watching wrestlers uh battle it out uh, over at aew good stuff i'm very jealous Corey. how are you feeling after that event
2: that was a hell of a lot of fun you know i was a little worried because uh it's funny everybody on twitter is like regina's not a wrestling town mm-hmm. and our, our guest tonight Uh, can help me dispute that because Regina's had their fair share of great wrestling. But yeah, we took an AEW collision uh, in the Queen City on the weekend. We got to see CM Punk versus Samoa Joe, and it was really a fantastic night. We had second row on the floor, uh, so they were right there. It was a fantastic evening. Tonight, actually, as we record this, they're in Saskatoon uh, taping AEW Dynamite. My oldest daughter tried like hell to convince my wife to let us go again tonight. But uh, instead, I'm here with you guys. So a pretty good consolation prize. I get to hang out with you, Mark our special guest and all of our great guests in the chat uh kevin tom and josh patreons extraordinaire are, are in the, and tom actually is a is a new patron here new patron, and uh, yeah. he he says we're talking about uh, your highlander script before we started recording here mark and he thinks that should maybe be a patreon bonus uh so there you hey. go maybe uh, polish that sucker up and uh, put it in the
1: uh, patreon Hey, you got it. It's a uh, proposed trilogy. So if you really dig my ramblings, then hey, I, I've got more for you. So <laughs> there's uh, uh, no limit to my bullshit that I can uh, uh, spout out. Um, but you know who doesn't spout out bullshit is our guest today because he's got things to say and he's going to get to the bottom of uh, why Regina is, uh, is or isn't the heart country that uh, we all believe it to be. But you all remember our guest for the evening. He's been on it quite a few times always got intrig- intriguing things to say and i promise i'll get his name correct tonight heath <laughs> mccoy returns to the podcast how you doing heath what's
0: up and whatever happened to heath murphy whatever happened to heath heath murphy that son of a bitch i don't know <laughs> <laughs> one day we'll find out that prick owes me money <laughs> probably how's it how's it going guys thanks for having me on oh good, thanks
2: man. for very yeah. right, good time Heath just reached out, out of the blue and is like, why haven't you been on the fucking show in, in months and months? So, yeah, it's like, what are you doing Wednesday? He's like, nothing. <laughs> I'm there. And we even had to start a little bit late tonight. He's like, yeah, no problem. So I'm very glad Heath was able to accommodate my, my changing schedule today and uh, come on the old show. Always yeah. an honor.
0: So and he you, said uh... he wants
2: to spin Van Halen 3 more than
1: anything. <laughs> oh.
0: So bad. <laughs> I'll,
1: I'll, yeah i'll get your comments on that later but would you agree with uh with what Corey said do you, do you dispute uh regina being uh such a, a big wrestling town
0: no it's a huge wrestling town back at you know i wrote the book on stampede wrestling and and that yes, was uh, primarily in alberta and uh saskatchewan territory and uh, <laughs> uh regina was one of the biggest towns on the loop there was calgary edmonton and probably the third biggest one on the loop was uh regina my, a bigger bigger wrestling town than uh, my hometown of saskatoon for sure the Dynamite Kid and Bret Hart had an epic, uh, cage or uh, sorry, ladder Latter. match there, not mm-hmm. ever, ever televised, which was a terror. You know what? A, what a travesty! But yeah, it was the, the it's the stuff of legends, and that happened right there in Regina. It is the stuff of legends, like I. Uh- As you say, it's untelevised, so
1: I never once saw any bit of that match, but I have heard about it for years, so if that tells you anything. Um, But speaking of uh, wrestling, I know this is a digression, but let's just go ahead and do it. Not a lot of Van Halen music for wrestlers' themes, and you would think that uh, that would be rectified, but I'm going to ask you, you guys were a professional wrestler, and you had to choose a Van Halen track to be your entrance theme music. Which song would it be?
0: That well, we're gonna let he's go first on that one is a great question that I, is a great question run him with the devil i think i could see i, th- I could see a good heel coming out mil- you're working it you know working the crowd come out i just watched uh rocky three where thunder lips comes out you know uh hulk <laughs> in the crowd he's doing that whole thing i could see that you coming out that way or rick flair style to running with the devil yeah that'd be i think that would be a good one
1: good one there how about you Corey? You know what? I think I would
2: uh, take on a little more of an Adrian Adonis persona. So probably dancing in the streets and then come flittering out. And, <laughs> no,
0: no, no. It, it,
2: yeah. It actually, Tom stole my answer. Humans being, uh, I was thinking to make a great uh, entrance, right? Cause you have that ding, ding, mm-hmm. deer, You could have like something playing on the Titan Tron, right? And then the, the, perfect the full thing up. kicks in, the pyro goes off
1: and, and I step out and everybody gets disappointed. Like, Oh, it's him. <laughs> That's uh, back in the day when uh, when Mark was just a wee lad, he still was stupid enough to do uh, backyard wrestling. And one of the theme musics I used was indeed humans being and I did it because I bring the storm and by storm. I mean, I got hit a lot. I got I really got hit <laughs> a lot by inanimate objects and it hurt. But, uh, you know, what are you to do? It's backyard wrestling. Don't do that, kids. It's bad for you. Don't do that, kids. Yeah yeah so uh, leave it to the professionals just please we'll just leave it to the professionals so
0: you know, I'm, gonna, go.
2: I'm gonna guess uh, uh kevin brown would walk into love walks in and he'd wear a little alien uh, head uh, i imagine that would be his character so uh, he it, would I'm, walk I'm, into
1: I'm... won't back down and you know it <laughs> yeah that would be a good one too just and like josh Chris of course Weidman. would be hot for teacher
2: yeah just like Chris i Weidman. mean <laughs> i mean yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what? Makes I, I saw Chris Weidman fight at UFC 194, and when that music oh, yeah? hit, the place blew up. Yeah, it's the perfect walkout song for mixed martial arts.
1: Yeah, for yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's say what you will about it, but I mean, he he certainly uh, pulled it off because that dude was a hell of a fighter. So uh, I don't know. Yeah. I'm I'm so out of the loop of UFC. I don't even know if he's still fighting, but uh, in oh. his heyday, he was awesome. Uh, Greg Zito in the chat. He wants to be the atomic. Oh, that'd be a good one. Nice. Ooh. very good one, man. Yeah. I was actually very I was well. kind of hoping one of y'all would say it. So uh, there you go. <laughs> right on zito oh and kevin that's brown on. says you're damn right mark i won't back down would have been uh, kevin brown's walkout music so. <laughs> and if he has to choose queen then i don't know why you wouldn't pick princes of the universe that shit's awesome damn right or or killer queen that'd be a good one or killer, queen. <laughs> killer <queen. laughs> that one i feel like that's like uh 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 you know for like for the, like the lady wrestlers you know the killer queen you know whatever that that seems like a good uh good <laughs> fit but hey if you if you want to use it kevin how but have at it so uh, oh. Christie's uh theme music would be killer
0: queen. If I'm coming oh, out a with queen song, if I'm coming out to a with uh to a queen song, it's stone cold crazy. Nice. Ah,
2: that's good a good stuff. One. Uh Kevin but Brown says you. uh for, like, uh, his, for his Van Halen entrance would be Pound Cake, his stage name would be the driller, and his fishing move is called The Missing Chuck Key. <laughs> <laughs> the
1: Driller. <Ugh. laughs> Bravo Kevin bravo. the is Driller that there, is yeah.
0: uh, his porn name one of them. yeah
1: exactly maybe we'll <laughs> maybe we'll start a uh, a patreon exclusive where we uh we go more into uh rantings of uh, like the <laughs> wrestling theme songs based on uh the podcasts that we do uh but you That's got right. a little snippet there so hey if you guys you're listening out there if you want more of that and have a longer discussion we'll make a patron uh a patreon tier just for that and please feel free to join it Join our Patreon. We got good stuff for you. Uh, Before we move on for that, uh, Corey, anything going on in the world of Van Halen News? Oh, there's always a a ton of stuff going on
2: in Van Halen News. Uh, uh, Our good friend Eric Sanich posted his article on the Eddie Van Halen uh, cameo. That almost was in uh, Ah. Bill and Ted Face the Music. That is now on the Van Halen News Desk. Uh, There's a great article from Jazz Albrecht again. uh, The fateful encounter that led to Edward Van Halen's first interview. Uh, That's a video. Everyone should go check that out. Uh, Steve Vai says it would have been foolish to compete with Edward Van Halen. Well, in today's no shit news, uh, yeah, in that it's coming from Steve fucking Vai, uh, yeah. who's, who's pretty damn good too. And coming to Saskatoon, actually, I'm trying to get my way up to Saskatoon with Kevin Brown to go check out Steve his Vai.
1: word is pretty. You could you could trust his word on that. If he's the one telling you uh, not to compete, no one should ever ha- compete against him. Then uh, just take his word as gospel. I would say, exactly, if you're a guitar player yeah uh sammy hagar on van halen manager ed leffler quote he kept the
2: band together that's a little audio snippet from an interview with sammy and uh wolfgang is going to be appearing on the barbie movie soundtrack on a track called i'm just ken uh uh, written by uh, mark ronson and sung by ryan gosling so
1: i was about to say a lot of fun that's the one that uh yeah guy i read somewhere that gosling was singing uh, a yep. song on there called i'm just ken i did not know that uh, wolfie was going to be on it until just a little bit ago and then before you said it so i was like oh shit that's gonna be just
2: another reason to go see barbie yeah i can't I'm wait stoked. i'm uh, stoked about that that'll be cool it's gonna be great and finally and kevin brown's gonna love this uh the starfleet project that brad may's releasing uh he uh, did so uh with the blessing of alex van halen he could just kind of checked with him make oh, sure you're he cool yeah. with them releasing all that stuff with eddie and he said absolutely so uh that big box set uh coming out very very soon i know kevin brown has his copy pre-ordered
1: very soon we'll get your copy your pre-orders right now or uh ask Corey to do it and Corey will humbly ask kevin brown to save him more <laughs> copies and he'll be in debt to him for the rest of his life uh or until the cmpu finally picks up and just destroys all other podcasts in its way uh he's coming for you that cory set. <laughs> Uh, won't <laughs> be long won't be long won't, won't be long now so let's go into the rockin poll the poll for last week's show slash twitter go into the twitter uh we did the song get up and uh i i was curious as to how this one was gonna vote and i'm still a little uh, i'm not shocked or puzzled i'm just sort of going like oh, okay that's an interesting number because we had 77.5 percent what the dreams are made of. Uh, Twenty-two point five dream is over. So it, it was like uh, obviously an astounding yay overall, but not as high as maybe uh, uh, it could have been. Then again, as Corey brings up the the uh, the the stats right now, this isn't this doesn't track very high in percentages as far as uh, the yays. So uh, does this uh, result surprise you in any way, Corey? This is kind of where I thought it would kind of slot
2: in um mm-hmm. definitely not as good as Fifty One Fifty or why can't this be love uh in under dreams i thought uh, a little bit higher than love walks in uh yeah, yeah. it's kind of where i, I slotted this one but, you know the big rock fans are going to go for get up right where the guys who hate the ballads and like the dave stuff they're going to downvote stuff like like love oh, walks of course in. every time and we haven't done haven't done summer nights yet that's when i think that could maybe eclipse it uh, on the poll if we ever ever spin it here but uh Good enough Possibly. is going to be interesting too to see where that slots in, but uh, slots in, not slots. Jesus, sluts. what a day I'm having! <laughs>
1: yes, yeah, <in>. but uh, <laughs> there it is. Uh, uh, Heath, I don't know if you uh, voted on uh, on get up. Uh, if you did, which uh, w- would you care to say which way you voted? Or if you didn't
0: vote and you want to vote now, which way would you vote? No, absolutely. I voted I and I for me it's the dream is over. And I know Mark you might think he's one of the Hagar haters. I'm not. I actually I love 5150. Um almost the two mm. songs that don't work for me on that album are Get Up and Good Enough. I think uh the ones oh, wow. that are kind okay. of, you know, in the and the hard rock kind of more Dave Van, I I don't know. There's something about Get Up that just never I, and I like Sam's lyrics. I like the whole boxing thing. I like the message of the song. I just, uh, I don't know, man, that course just, it just like, it's just screaming to me. It's just, it's just pure <laughs> screaming. The whole thing's kind of ham fisted. Even the rest of the band. I mean, what they're playing is fantastic, is, is phenomenal, but it's also sort of, uh, it's just kind of frantic. You know, the song, it, the, almost the song just never really goes anywhere for me. Um, When I go, when I do 5150, uh that's my top one to skip actually wow just that's uh,
1: third track and he's just like nope going past it so hey you know well hey i i respect it that's uh, that's all well and good uh even if i go like "Eh, eh, eh." you know agree to disagree but uh, no it's all good man (laughs) no um but look you weren't alone because i mean 22.5 percent out of you know 111 votes or so that's uh a good number of people agreed with you on that one so yep. let's find out exactly what everybody's saying so hey you guys i'm gonna read some tweets some tweets about the poll people uh you tune in you you listen to the show and then you vote on your song and you tell us your reasons why you voted and you get your tweet guaranteed read on the show if you are on our patreon so join our patreon okay we can uh, we can read out your tweets so I'm going to just go ahead and go through the list of patrons as a thank you. So far, we got Matt Lacoste, Nate from the Deep Purple Podcast, Rave A Flave, our good buddy, Josh, uh, Lurky in the chat, I believe. What's up, Josh? Greg Zito, Michael Griffith, Chaz Charles, Sean McGinnity, Kevin Brown in the chat perliniker scott monroe ryan powell jeff brewer and uh we got some uh newbies and some returning ones by uh ben Andriozzi, tom armbruster our good buddy tom scott everett frequent uh frequent contributor to the tweets and last but not least wabo and cabo himself don so uh thank you all so much for being on uh our patreon keeping us going let's uh let's have a look to see what you're all saying starting it up from at least where i'm reading from the sean geek and fast Fret po- podcast that's sean McGinnity. he says for the longest time my favorite track on Fifty One Fifty was get up love toed in this song love love tood uh, i guess love attitude love tood in this song yeah. uh sammy's vocals and lyrics are some of his best something about eddie's tone hits right with me and alex proves why he's a motherfucker <laughs> so well said um I again, I I would not disagree with that statement. Heath might, but uh, that's uh, that's what Sean's saying. Not not Mike, the idea of
0: Alex being a motherfucker. Alex is a motherfucker. That's oh yeah, sure. of course, of course, <laughs> yes. yes we, get, we have to. Can't that's get that's that. a good
1: clarification. Yeah, don't dispute that. So, <laughs> good job. Mike Griffith says my intro to Fifty One Fifty started as a kid in a Toys R Us parking lot where I stumbled upon a brand new cassette of Fifty One Fifty left on the ground unattended. What? The rock gods were with me that day as I picked it up, <laughs> took it home and played that thing so much. My mom knew the words to get up. so like I'm assuming no, mom was not a mom was not originally a Van Halen fan, but knew get up because you played it so much. So that's an amazing story. First of all, just the the, the nostalgia of the Toys R Us for one thing. And then second of all, it was just there, just there in the parking lot. That's incredible. That's a gift from, from beyond, my friend. From so the Rock always, gods, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. You may not be able to play the cassette tape anymore uh, uh, physically, but I hope you at least have the copy on hand always because that's a token. So uh, moving on now, uh, Kevin Brown, uh, he's in the chat, so whatever he says, I'm sure he can pop up with an excuse or what have you. <laughs> Kevin Brown says, DLR fanboys, quote, uh, Van Hagar is just sensing and crappy ballads. Ed, quote, hold my fucking beer. <laughs> he says, absolutely <laughs> fantastic. One of the heaviest Van Halen tunes of any era, sitting between uh uh, uh WTCDBL. I'm sorry, I'm which uh which track is that one? anyway uh sitting between that and dreams on 5150 just makes it punch all the harder absolutely what dreams are made of so um sorry i like blanked on this be love oh okay thank you why can't yeah (laughs) sorry blanked on the acronym we use a lot of acronyms on the show and i can't keep up with all of them so thank you kevin yes um and yeah that's that again no disagreement there um it is, I guess, it, would you agree that's one of their uh, heavier tunes? It certainly felt like it's one
0: of their heavier songs. I think it is. I think yeah, it's one of the, uh, the heaviest, fastest tunes they've ever done. Mm. Certainly, of the Sammy era, 100%. Yeah. Yo, this feels yeah, like
2: yeah. if Dave sang it, it would go on like Women and Children or Fair Warning.
0: Yeah. It reminds me yeah, of I Loss of Control almost, you know, that, that frantic, yeah. crazy bit of Loss of Control. Loss of Control. Yeah. Good, good call there. Uh, our aforementioned earlier,
1: Don Wabo and Cabo himself says no question. It's what dreams are made of. Like Kelsey said, there is no, there, there is so much, Oh, excuse me. So much good music with Sammy. And this is a prime example. Absolute banger. I grew up with David at the helm, but didn't mind one bit when Sammy took over. I love it all. Parentheses, except the Gary era. <laughs> and I'll just throw in an apologies to Gary. Uh, Cause <laughs> we got to have at least one in the show. So there you go. He's uh well, there he's speaking my language there. Didn't mind when Sammy took over the helm because it was still good shit coming our way in terms of Van Halen product. So yes, I echo that sentiment. so thank you very much, Don. Uh, going forward then we got Scott Everett's new patron but uh, old friend says such a fun song anyone that thought that Van Halen had slowed down just because of hearing the first single got a wake-up call Sammy was on point and the band was on fire boom uh, again no disagreement there and we have greg zito says this is a close call miss the harmonies the bass is too low in the mix and i feel like a lot of imitators could have pulled this off however the relentless drums guitar solo and pure adrenaline delivered the knockout punch for the win so there okay so it was a close race for greg so he was uh, kind of leaning towards you there heath uh, but ultimately he just decided like nope just too good. And I get it. I've been uh, kind of on the opposite end of that uh, spectrum recently uh, with a downvote I gave, and everyone thought I was insane. But hey, that, them's the bricks. What are you going to do? Tarm Umbruster says absolutely understood what Kelsey meant when she said it sounded like a Dave tune. I think they were working on it before the split, but it's absolutely Sammy's showcase to keep up with Eddie, blend with Mike, and getting up with Al. Hashtag what dreams are made of. There you. I was. Uh. I mean, yeah. You kind of like what you guys said. It. This sounds like it could have been on. Uh. uh Fair warning or uh, women and children first. So yeah, that's there you go. Adding merit to uh, that uh, perception.
2: And actually, All I got right. a little insight from one Eric Senich uh, oh, on that. He, he sent please. an email after he listened to the show, and uh, he said I listened to the rest of the episode. Great comments on Get Up. I think it was Kelsey who said it sounded a lot like a song Dave would sing, although it's only good enough and summer nights that we know. We're ready for dave to work on he wouldn't be surprised that get up was maybe another one that was intended for him so we don't know yeah. that for a fact but it would certainly make sense uh, if it was uh, and then uh mark made an interesting comment about what it would sound like if dave sung get up interestingly enough dave recorded a song from his 91 album a little ain't enough called it's showtime and it's really similar to get up and he actually sent us a clip if we can play it here of uh uh get up and show it's showtime together so
0: right camera, action, there's a star upon your door. Have your machine, call my machine, we'll do lunch on the cutting floor.
1: No, it right? does make there's you one. there yeah <laughs> yeah there's i heard a little bit of hot for teacher in there as well uh yeah. yeah well that's the thing alan's
0: got those songs like that that you know um what what's another one like I, i'm the one or i'm, I'm, I'm on fire and, and hot for teacher and this like mm-hmm. they're those songs that have that fast gallop i mean you can almost the swing it's, like, it's it's the yeah. it's the swing it yeah. all yeah yeah, it's, yeah. they get yeah. that yeah
1: So very cool. It's just kind of weird. Yeah, five
2: years apart, all of a sudden, Dave has a song. Sounds an awful lot like Get Up. (laughs) Mm. By the way, it's enough. great album. It is a great song. Yeah, Yeah, good album.
1: Makes me wonder, did uh, did Dave listen to Get Up and go like, you know what? Uh, Not to give uh, Sammy any credit, but "Eh, that one's not bad. But I bet I could do one better. Like, like, all right, in the studio, here we go. And it's like, okay, sure, sure, sure. Um, Kevin Brown totally hears Hot For Teacher there, too. (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah exactly it's it's that uh it's that drumming man it's that rhythm um yeah. but but uh, cool stuff thank you eric for for <laughs> kind of shattering the illusion there or it wasn't even an illusion it was just uh, uh blowing our minds uh from regarding lulu that's our buddy chaz mataz i believe Says, uh, people just can't handle this song. It's hella fast. The tone it breaks sonic barriers, those brain bleeding harmonies are insane. Fucking bass and drums, pure intensity, sounds like cocaine feels. I'll take your word for that. Uh uh, Chaz, because <laughs> I've never uh <laughs> I've never done the cocaine, so I wouldn't be I wouldn't know. Uh, I, I love
2: that comment though. And actually, Chaz is working on something pretty cool for us, Mark. I don't even think I've told you this yet, but uh he's taking kind of like our data on this little spreadsheet that we're doing. And he's mm-hmm. doing something pretty cool with it. So uh, hopefully uh, more next show on on Chaz's old project. But thank you very much, Chaz, all for right, just right. going out of your way and saying, "Hey, I, I do this for a living. Uh, you know, give me your in, you know uh, info from the spreadsheet." And he's going to turn into some cool 3D type shit. So
1: ooh, all right. Well, no. stay tuned for that. And thank you, Chaz.
0: Another thing about those, yeah, somebody said those mind melting harmonies on on uh, Get Up. <laughs> And it, huh. what did these I think that brothers used to call um, Michael Anthony like "cannon mouth" or something like that because he had such such a powerful voice himself. Like you can really hear it on that, right? You can hear it like oh that, yeah, him and Sammy doubling up mm-hmm. like that. It's pretty powerful for sure.
1: I think I called him the unsung yet still singing uh, hero in that one because, like, oh, yeah, yeah, he is. <laughs> that harmony is very, very in your ear holes and uh, in such a good way. So yeah, yeah very much so. Uh, moving on here, uh, our Scott Monroe with a little uh, mini uh, manifesto, I believe he says, To make a Spaceballs reference, every <laughs> member of the band is running on liquid Schwartz and reaching ludicrous speed levels of insanity. <laughs> Stellar semi-vocals here with some quality screams. The bros deliver some fast-paced swing, and Eddie Van Halen's solo soars to face melting heights. But for me, the star is Mike Anthony. His high register harmonies on the chorus are a delightful earworm, and his joyful cackling on the concert-style ending gives me goosebumps. For a deep cut or filler track, this is as good as it gets. Hashtag what dreams are made of. You took it right out of my... I mean, we, we said it, and there it was. Yes, you, absolutely. That's that 100% check mark every time. Thank you, Scott, for that. And then finally... Jeff Brewer says, not near my favorite from the album, but all in all fairness, this album includes 5150, Best of Both Worlds, Summer Nights, and Dreams. The song still smokes, and Ed is great, of course, showing off his new toy, the Steinberger trans, tr- uh, trim, Tremolo. Uh, I love the little pre-solo interlude, so that is a completely... V- v- Valid statement, and I I would I would kind of agree with you on that. It's like I don't think Get Up is my favorite on Fifty One Fifty because uh, you just listed out some of the songs that would absolutely go above uh, that uh, ranking. So yeah, but still still a banger at least uh, in our eyes. Not Heath McCoy's, but it's he's got his reasons why, and we respect him for it. So there you go. There's uh, some tweets letting us know how the voting went. Again, you guys, if you want your tweet read on the show join our patreon we've got a tier for you i guarantee it and if we don't let us know we'll find one for you so now we do what we came here to do except we do the other thing we came here to do and that is say it with me manifestation yay good job uh what pray tell Corey, if you have it uh brought up and if you don't that's cool i'll stall but if you have the discord We have a Discord if you join our Patreon, you guys. And in it, we have a whole folder full of manifestations. What are the Discordians saying uh, that they want to manifest for the show?
2: Well, uh, Scott uh, Manifesto Monroe, uh, I got the same idea as him, so I'm just going to hop on his comment. Uh, I was thinking about wrestling theme songs, and I thought, geez, House of Pain would probably be a good one, right? And it's also the Ah. last track on 1984. We talked about when we finish off an album, we're going to do a live show with all of our patrons, and we're going to rank. Uh, the uh, tracks uh, on that album. So, if we re- uh, spin House of Pain here tonight for Scott and myself, we'll finish off 1984. So, that's one. Uh, our good friend uh, Mr. Brewer wants to hear Summer Night's Perfect Follow Up to Get Up. That'd be a good one, too. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Kevin Brown still manifesting spanked, unironically, even he says. So, uh, Greg Zito uh, wants to hear a little black and blue. So, mm. that'd be a great one. One of my favorites off OU812. And just on the previous uh comment there, uh, about the the twitter and all that uh kevin brown agreed with you mark that he thinks the dave song it's showtime uh, sounds closer to hot for teacher which you could definitely hear that as well and uh, tom says he could see dave's song on a different kind of truth and i could see that too uh it, it kind of fits the the mood of a different kind of truth and and not so and like dave's albums are so eclectic like we go from it's showtime that big banger of a track to a song like sensible shoes which is just this little like blues riff like a kind of a twangy thing it's really kind of cool so uh maybe it fits a little more on a different kind of truth than it did on a little ain't enough but uh scott and i manifesting uh house of pain greg zito black and blue kevin brown spanked uh heath mccoy uh what would you like to hear tonight i'm guessing it's not van halen three even though that's what i said at the top of the show (laughs)
0: um i've been going back and forth can i do a sammy and a dave sure why not it feels like it's summer. So, I'm in, I mean, I'm thinking, yeah, I'm with everybody else. I think half the world wants for a Sammy song, wants uh, summer nights and mm-hmm. I would love summer nights. I love that song, but, uh, so a summer theme, Dave, how about beautiful girls? Or have we done that? Has that come up? We've done that one. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah I've done that one. Yeah. Ah, yep. uh, boo. Okay. Um, <laughs> that one. Okay. Then the other one I was going to say, it's not that, this takes me off my summer theme then, but a uh, big, bad bill. I love Big Bad Bell. There you
2: go. There you go. Yep, that's still on there. That's a good one.
1: Good stuff. And me, I am going uh it's I really want to do another uh 5150 song, but I'm not gonna do it. Instead, I'm gonna manifest uh once again from the fuck album because we just don't get enough of it yet. Uh it might be our last album that we cover. Uh, As far as the wheel goes, but uh, top of the world, man, I'm just, I'm in the mood. I'm in the mood for some top of the world. That's what I want. Very close uh, last week to hitting it. It it was very, very close. So, uh, Hey, you know, fingers crossed. And then, uh, a proxy vote, uh, Amsterdam Amsterdam from, uh, someone who shall not be named, but if we land it, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll name that name. She needs to class <laughs> up the joint a little. I wouldn't mind Amsterdam tonight. So, this is very true. So, uh, yeah, that, it would be good good to get that in there. So, a lot of Sammy, a lot of, a lot of manifesting Sammy on this end. So, uh, all right, cool. If Heath is ready, if Sammy backstage is ready, if you're ready, Corey, you want to give the old wheel some priming?
2: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, let's prime this thing. Uh, Heath, uh, pick a number between one and five. One and five, five. All right, let's go. One, two, three, four, five shuffles of the wheel and hit it. Here we go. We are going to get. Oh, what are we going to come to? It's A, A Political Blues a political OU, blues. 8-1-2. Oh, oh, oh
1: it boy. Is All right. Sammy, it is.
0: I was very close to as is. It mm-hmm. was very yeah. close, yeah.
1: <laughs>
2: Which and, and look what I else was there on the other side. Way. Summer nights was right summer there as well.
0: Oh right
1: there. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Top of the world was right down there, only like four dance away. The night away is right Amsterdam, there yeah. yeah. Black and blue was on that side. Yeah, I would have
1: I would have anticipated we'd gotten dance the night away like a long time ago, but that one just keeps eluding us for whatever reason. Um, but nevertheless, here we go. A political blues. I don't know, and please correct me uh, if you guys are in the chat out there or uh, if you're listening to the show uh, when it when it comes out, please let, it, let us know. I don't know that this one has been heavily requested or manifested. I, I'm not sure. Um, this is not – there are many, many titles that I can look at and go like, oh, yeah, people are wanting that one. Yeah, that one. A Political Blues, is. I'm not sure if that is one that's been highly requested. Corey, could you – uh do you happen to know is uh, is that one people are looking forward to
2: i i, I don't think so maybe eric sanich uh, one night said he wanted to hear it but uh th- this one is kind of because it wasn't on the vinyl uh, edition of oh you wait one two this was on the cd uh version yeah. only so it was kind of uh, like an afterthought song uh sammy hagar played guitar on it and uh it was a cover uh from a band i can't recall right little off hand.
0: it's from little feet isn't it little oh, feet. Feet. yes yeah. thank you yeah
2: yeah that's the one
0: who I think Templeman produced. I know Templeman was out at, by this part of the era, but 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 um, I think Templeman produced Little Feet.
2: He did, at yeah. And Land D. albums, yeah. I, I think Don Landy worked on that album too. That this song yeah. came from, so that's why, yeah. you know, hey, you know, CDs can hold more than a record. We need like a tenth track, uh, so <laughs> you know, let's just bang this out real quick. Yeah.
0: I haven't heard this song that much in my life because yeah, I owned OU812 back in the day, but I had it on cassette, and this was not on the cassette, This was not That's on right. the cassette. So yeah, I never I've heard this song a couple times, but really not that often.
1: I have to confess, I am not a hundred percent sure I have heard a political blues. I mean, I've seen I have seen the track around uh, maybe in one of my days of I obviously I didn't own OU812. I'd like I never owned a, a, a physical copy of it. So a lot of that went by the wayside, but uh, maybe in one of my days of just sort of letting the uh, the iTunes or Spotify shuffle just take me away to Van Halen land. Maybe I heard it during that point, but I, I can't pick it out. So uh, this is going to I'm going to be it's going to be pretty fresh, I think, uh, going into this, at least for me. So I don't know what we're in for. Um, interested for this. One. Yeah. Scroll.
2: Yeah, yep. yeah. Uh, if
1: I uh, suddenly remember in the middle of it, then it, that could go, the, the voting could go either way, but I'm curious. Uh, this is, according to our uh, good buddy CJ
2: uh, Chivers from uh, the uh, Van Halen Encyclopedia, uh, this is uh, one of only two Van Halen tracks featuring guitar work from Sammy Hagar, and Ed played slide guitar on the song using a 1959 oh. Black Airline guitar purchased oh, at shit. the NAMM okay. show in 1985.
1: So, Well then, got that to look forward to.
2: He goes deep in the Van Halen encyclopedia. I tell you, he even tells you where Eddie bought the guitar. Jeez.
1: I don't even, like. I don't, I don't know where people like are able to even get the information that they're able to get sometimes, <laughs> but, uh, but uh, good people over there. So very much check out the Van Halen encyclopedia. Whenever, uh, whenever our quote unquote expertise just doesn't seem to cut it. Uh, don't, don't follow us. Go to the, go to the uh, uh, more uh, seasoned approach, the more, uh, researched heavy encyclopedia route okay do that or just tweet at Eric Sinage. i'm sure he's got an answer for you so
0: i there's Eric, there's another like, i don't know if i if i should save this till later or not but speaking of weird trivia but i i know this um that this song at little feet actually there's another van halen connection uh through that as well i don't know if i should say it now or talk about it later it's kind of it's kind of pretty interesting though oh go ahead should i just let it go sure. so little feet the song is that Lowell George was the genius of Little Feet, and I think he probably wrote "A Political Blues." And his daughter is her name is she's a musician as well. She's Inara Jones or something like that, and she's in this sort of jazzy pop band called Bird and the Bee. Have you ever, guys ever heard it? Never heard of that one. They, I did this, they did They it, did. It's no. very cool. They did this. They did a cover album of uh, of Van Halen. And it's like little oh. jazz cocktail jazz sort of versions of of Van Halen songs. It's very the Dave era, and it's really worth uh checking out. And that's the daughter of Lowell George. So there's this whole there's this whole connection here. I' kind of kind of interesting. I'm,
1: I'm, I'm into that. That sounds cool.
2: You know, I just did a, a quick search for AA Political Blues, and uh, there's a version uh, Little Feets version with Jeff Healy uh from nineteen ninety on youtube that everybody should oh, go check cool. out that's pretty because f- Jeff mm, Healy's a
1: fucking genius yeah yeah he he was. was yes indeed well then uh you guys ready to light this firecracker let's do it all what? right this is a political
2: blues from OU812 originally uh recorded by Little Feet nineteen seventy two this is Van Halen's version from OU812. I love the beginning. You kind of get that hiss that you would get if you just hung two mics in the middle of the room and the band was playing, right? You kind of get that, that ambient hiss on there. I thought was kind of cool.
1: They sound like they're playing, uh, the middle of the room at ground zero and if you don't know what ground zero is (laughs) i'm not i'm not i'm not talking i'm not talking about the ground zero in new york city i'm talking about this little blues bar slash club (laughs) in clarksdale mississippi called ground zero owned by uh morgan freeman actually but uh cool if you and if you don't know where where mississippi is (laughs) i get i get it (laughs) i I get it but it's but it's the home of the blues and uh it's, it's uh this bar is not is not far from the actual crossroads of Robert Johnson fame. So um, oh, but yeah, amazing. this th- that's exactly what came to my brain as I was listening to that intro. Is like, wow, it's yeah, it literally sounds like they're just in that
0: space and they just set up a mic and like, all right, go, we'll record. I'm like, all right, you know, I know, like, you know, you've got the, in the Dave era, they touch on blues a fair bit. Like, Dave, I think you you yeah. can tell Dave is a fan of the blues, he loves the blues, it's yeah. his wheelhouse. You don't get it a lot in the Sammy era, so it's kind of cool to hear this from him. That's <laughs> that's kind of what I was gonna bring
1: to the panel here was that uh as far as i know and and apologies i know i'm a fan but i don't know every aspect of sammy's life uh not a big blues guy i mean i'm sure it had some some influence in his like at least guitar playing upbringing maybe there's always like a little bit uh but as far as i knew not not a big blues guy so this is kind of outside of his wheelhouse am i correct in that assumption that sammy's never been like a blues sort of guy you know i'm trying to think in his
2: discography i think he did a song called a uh, young girl blues at one point but yeah i don't think it's mm. not as as deep as like david got i knew it or uh, right you know. right yeah
0: he comes by second hand right because he was a zeppelin guy and he loved all yeah. that. those guys are, are come right from the blues right but he definitely that comes, makes, secondhand,
1: yeah that makes second
0: hand so. you know for yeah. sure whereas dave i think i could see probably sat down with blues albums and got into oh them. yeah very oh, much yeah, his wheelhouse
1: so the blues yeah that's that was another thing i was thinking too i was like, like oh wow this song almost feels like it was catered to dave with its like, bluesiness <laughs> but hey eh. you think
2: Brown that said that... the same thing kind of sounds yeah. like the type of track uh, david lee roth would cover 100
0: yeah yeah do you think that's that's uh eddie playing guitar at the beginning there because i almost thought no i bet that sounds maybe it's sammy playing at the beginning Well,
2: sammy is playing on this track but i think the slide was eddie oh it is Eh. okay yeah I don't even know if Sammy ever played much slide
1: guitar in his career. Supposedly not. I think we've talked about this before, like not a lot, but on occasion, yes. And then you and I joke that in the studio, he probably just picked up like an empty beer bottle that was just lying there and was like, All right, yeah. sure, I'll do slide. Here you go, like this, and just did it. And it's like, yeah, just like that. Thanks, Eddie. He kind of himself how so like so to good? play slide.
0: Yeah.
1: Just, uh... <laughs> yeah. Jeez. But uh, that that would have been a good question, though, because I, w- I would I would hadn't thought about if uh, maybe sammy was doing that but um yeah i get i get the uh the the question for it all right let's keep going here
0: I, I'm loving it, but it sounds nothing like Van Halen so far. It sounds nothing like that, other than Sammy. You know, Sammy's great voice. Mm-hmm. I wonder, and it, that must be Eddie, I guess, like doing the, the boogie-woogie piano, or, or I wonder if like maybe Don Landy sat down to that, or I wonder if... ah,
2: like, Yeah, That's it doesn't say question. who played uh, piano,
0: just that the song
2: was recorded in about 30 minutes, and uh, Don Landy just sung two microphones in the middle of the room and they just blasted through it so yeah somebody eddie's definitely playing guitar so somebody else is playing piano
0: huh. and uh, yeah it was a lie they okay yeah uh, they didn't multi-track or anything like that long. well
1: yeah i was gonna say like, it was it a uh, was it a one take
2: well they had 30 minutes so uh, uh i guess so
1: so probably a couple i was thinking, of takes because i was thinking like if it was if it was a few takes then it's possible eddie came in later with the piano but uh, then again i it sort of would disrupt the natural feel of the Mm -hmm. of the session. So yeah, Mm -hmm. maybe not. So yeah, yeah, I'm with I'm with you, Heath. I think maybe uh maybe the producer's playing.
2: Very well could be. Uh Tom is chiming in in the chat. Uh Eddie played slide on Women and Children First and Dirty Movies. Uh Mm -hmm. Kevin asked, is this basically a one take Jake? it kind of sounds like it, right? Uh very loose and improvised hundred percent. Yes, probably you know take two or take three. And uh, Tom says Sammy also had a lap slide uh, on the track Bad Motor Scooter. So
1: all right. Oh, well
2: then. So the man was known to play a little, a little slide on occasion. Just a little. Yeah. Uh, Chairman Mao, you guys know a lot about him. Apparently, not at all. Uh, he, apparently, he was <laughs> calling Sammy, and Sammy didn't want to hear his bullshit no more. Like, fuck you, Chairman
1: Mao. I, I, the only thing I kept thinking, <laughs> and you know, I'm not, I'm not up on my, uh, my politics of the, uh, of the late '80s. Um, I, I thought maybe Chairman Mao was was like a political thing. I mean, it is called a apol- a political blues. So I I don't know what I don't know who Chairman Mao is. So please, somebody tell me. <laughs> he was a bad man. Yeah he, <laughs> yeah, he was
2: very much a bad man. Yeah, Chairman of the Chinese Communist Party, if I remember correctly.
1: Oh, yeah. okay, okay, that yeah. Chairman Mao. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I think I've seen. I think I get. I'm picturing like someone like like a poster. Of a particular man, like I think that's who Chairman Mao is. So, all right, I got you. All chubby little fucker.
2: In. That that that's Chairman Mao. Yeah. Well, that doesn't and, uh, narrow it down, but yeah. Oh, sorry. Uh, Josh chimes <laughs> in in the chat. Sammy also played slide on standing at the same old crossroads, which it made sex uh, makes sense if he's thinking about the, the Robert Johnson crossroads, right? Yeah. I, I don't. Recall and yes, that, that's right
1: exactly now. Chairman Mao is exactly who I was picturing in my brain. So, okay. Okay. Good. Cool. I do. I do know who Chairman Mao is, and yeah. uh, Sammy wants none of it. Yep, telephone is ringing. They
2: told him it was Chairman Mao, and he said, I just don't want to talk to him now. So fuck that guy. <laughs> there you go. Like, I'm,
1: l- I'm looking for the line. Uh, how did you get this number? Don't call me again.
2: <laughs> <laughs> why is Chairman Mao? It must be about the aliens. He's calling somebody about the
1: aliens. But
2: also, let's remember, they didn't, Van Halen did not write this song. So <laughs> that's true. That's true. Yeah. Chairman Mao, I think, died in the 70s. So <laughs> I don't
1: know why that's funny. But anyway, because <laughs> <laughs> fuck that guy fuck, fuck that
2: guy we're anti-chairman Mao in this podcast we're gonna take a stand <laughs> god damn it there it <laughs> is <laughs>
0: yeah
2: it sure sounds like the meanest blues of them all doesn't it like they're deep in the blues there that's some good sounding shit i'm they're a big go- zz top for it. led zeppelin yeah. fan like uh uh, Aerosmith, obviously, I do a podcast on Aerosmith. They're deeply rooted in the blues, so this is kind of my jam. I don't know, Mark, uh, uh, this is kind of going farther away from the type of Van Halen you like. What are, your, what are your thoughts thus far?
1: Well, I'm of two minds because on one hand, you are correct, but then on the other hand, like, yeah, except for a lot of that sort of old-school blues feel like this is sort of kind of ingrained into my blood by my, my Mississippi association, so i can't really right now i'm just i'm not i'm not saying it's, it's it's terrible or awesome i'm just saying like i have to consider all things you know what i mean <laughs> Corey? you're you.
0: saying uh G- zz top that really yeah it's there's a uh what's that song jesus came to chicago or whatever it's got that kind jesus of Jesus just left
2: chicago yeah jesus just, just left chicago, left
0: chicago. Yeah. yeah i love that that kind of yeah it reminds me of that i'm I'm loving it. I'm just wait. It just doesn't have that Van Halen flavor yet. But I'm, but I, as a detour for them, yeah. I just, it's great.
1: Yeah. It definitely doesn't sound like your atypical uh, Van Halen. <laughs> that's for sure. Um, but perhaps that's by design. They're good about doing that sometimes. And they sometimes are. they really miss the mark when they do it. Uh, how many say? I, <laughs> anyway. Um...
2: And here, uh, what do you think of the production? Because like this is a, an album that's famously kind of overproduced and not mixed very well but this is just very raw get the group in a room hang a couple of mics and play the fucking tune and to me it sounds yeah even with the hiss it sounds better than the majority of ou812
0: i absolutely agree yeah and this reminds me it's kind of you know don landy of course and ted templeman until they were, were really tight and did so many albums together outside of van halen even and this reminds me of you know, because Templeman is known for that—capture the live feel and just do a, as few takes as possible and capture it live off the floor. And this reminds me of something—the way Templeman would have, I think, approached this. And you know, and and it even sounds because he produced Little Feet. I can see him having suggested it too. You know, like let's let's do this as a cover. You know,
2: and maybe it was in Don Landy's head that Ted uh, maybe suggested yeah. it during the Dave era, and now uh, Templeman's gone. Right, he's producing Eat Him a Smile at this point. So Don's like, I oh, need one more track.
1: Uh, we got this little feet song. Let's just fucking blast it out. Right. I don't think the uh I mean OU yeah, I know like the whole thing about OUA12's production quality, but I don't find all of it to be terribly awful. Like, I don't I don't find When It's Love to be uh lacking in production quality. Uh I don't think uh Finish What You Started is lacking in production quality. I, would I like a few things to be tweaked, sure, but I don't think. It hurts it anyway, and then you have other mm. songs, of course, where we're just like, "Ooh, the production quality is making this thing suffer." um So far, for a a political blues, uh it, it's working. Whatever they're doing is or not, not doing loving. is is working for this particular type of song. All
0: right, the let's the keep big it knock on OU812 yeah. production is that you can't hear Mike, right? Isn't that yeah. the, isn't that the big that's knock? The, yes, yeah, that's the big knock. But sure.
2: But it definitely has some some standouts, like a Mm Cabal Wobble. I think sounded pretty good. Yeah, yeah, I think sounds pretty good. So, yeah. Mark who sings the blues better uh, David Lee Roth or Sammy Hager?
1: overall or in this very moment uh, overall
2: <laughs> in this very moment uh, Dave's not <laughs> winning
1: too many fucking matchups maybe against <laughs> yeah, me he geez. would
2: but that's about it
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, overall I think uh, Dave is still more very much the blues guy and and uh, Sammy is very much the high form rock and roller um not to say dave is not a rock and roller i'm just saying like you ask me who's better at singing blues overall is probably dave i'm just trying to look up who played piano uh on yeah, this track
2: I, I i think the, the the consensus might be that it was don landy
1: but that's my vote up. uh yeah oh what you got
2: uh i'm still reading I'll, I'll still uh, keep digging while, while the track is playing but so far uh folks
1: on reddit seem to think it was don landy yeah i'm i'm willing to i think that's who it was just because you can still hear eddie doing a lot and oh, no if sorry they did- i found it here eddie overdubbed oh. the piano part so
2: uh-huh. not, oh, okay. not, nothing okay. else on the track was overdubbed except eddie's piano so not there we well, have it then.
0: I wondered so to was. Eddie, My it, first it doesn't guess. sound, yeah, but it doesn't sound like Eddie, right? It sounds like, because Eddie's got a very distinct uh, uh, keyboard style. I love his keyboard style, but this is like a, your in your old school blues bar, boogie-woogie type mm-hmm. piano. It's really cool yeah. to hear him do that, you
2: know? Mm-hmm. Eddie has a little more personality, maybe, in his piano playing, and this is b- straight ahead blues, but um, yeah, like you said, it's very cool that uh, he's doing that here. Awesome, man. All right, let's keep going. I'm going almost had dueling solos there. we had like sammy on the left side and eddie on the right side then eddie's playing piano too but uh just just guitar wise like that's eddie on the slide on the right side and but you know sammy he's not playing like straight rhythm on on the left side either he's
0: got a he's doing his own solo that was kind of neat yeah it was cool i i kept waiting for eddie to break out and do some real eddie isms you know and and he doesn't Mm -hmm. really i mean it sounds great but he's not you know there's no point where he's doing you know, he goes into a, any tapping or anything like that, unless I, you know, something I missed, but. Eddie's really good. And we talk about this all the time. He's really good at when he's doing a
1: solo to play, playing the solo that fits the song. Yeah. And uh like, very rarely will he just go like out of control. Like, like I don't know what the hell that was, because like whatever the original structure of the song is, he just blew that away, yeah. Um. you know, for better or for worse, however you want to look at it. I don't know that he felt like he needed to do any of, you know, what he would, what you would normally expect from him uh, Mm -hmm. in terms of guitar playing, soloing uh, for this particular track, maybe. And I could be just making assumptions. I probably am, but I don't think he felt like it needed it. And maybe that's why he doesn't.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Mm
2: -hmm. Uh, In the chat, Kevin Brown said, as you know, I'm a big Sammy guy, but he simply doesn't have a blues voice. Not even close um he doesn't I, I, and i, I'll yeah, I don't that, agree yeah. with I, I i would say it's maybe closer i i think close is a is a fair assessment but he, de- he definitely not your typical blues voice absolutely yeah yeah
0: I, I mean i don't think he's sucking here though i mean no, i think that's he, what he, i mean yeah he, he's no showing yeah. up pretty good you know yeah
2: uh and then josh in the chat says after a little late enough dave offered robin ford and his band uh to do a blues record with him but it didn't materialize and that would have been pretty fucking cool
1: oh wow yeah it would have damn
2: And then he goes on to say that Robin Ford's uh, Talk to Your Daughter is a fantastic album. So if you're not familiar with uh, Mr. Ford, uh, maybe check that one out. It learned. All right. We got a minute seven left in this one. Let's check it out. Let's do it. Chairman Mao just won't take the fucking hint.
1: Like, all right, he's not picking up the phone. Go to hell. This little feet was they. They really had something to say about Chairman <laughs> Mao and the Communist Party, evidently, because that's that is that's the uh, the star of the song, evidently. <laughs> uh, Tom in the chat says he's not a huge fan of this one, but it's sounding good
2: all uh, good to him tonight. So there you go. Maybe we'll get an upvote from Tom on this one. That'd be all right. All right. Here we go. We got, let's finish this one off.
0: yeah i know what you mean that that part yeah that's that's sad it's forced that that, yeah he's sammy's it's not his wheelhouse blues is not his wheelhouse that was that whole last bit was kind of it didn't sound natural it sounds oh
2: oh i I could not agree more like the whole song i'm thinking no he's doing all right it's not great he's not billy gibbons but he's doing all right and then that section played i'm like
1: fuck Sammy. yeah
2: oh god yeah no 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 no. (laughs) definitely
1: this this particular structure of like blues song is is not this is not him you know this is not for him uh so yeah i'll I'll agree with you on that one yeah kevin brown nailed it on the head once again he should do the show (laughs)
2: All right, that motherfucker, Chairman Mal, won't stop calling. It gives me the a apolitical blues, yeah, gentlemen. That was that up. was a song from OUA. Well, yeah, just fuck, unplug your phone at some point.
1: Fucking hang up. Yeah. yeah,
2: fucker ain't taking the hint. Yeah. And then so I, I, don't, I don't I don't remember you. this. Uh, if we're looking at our lyrics site right here, I don't remember this line from the song. But I don't care if you're John Wayne. I just don't want to take no calls. So he yeah, really does not want to answer the phone because like if John <laughs> no. Wayne called, I'd be like fucking right, you know. Tell me a story about stagecoach, but no.
1: I'd probably hang up on John Wayne, but that's just me. (laughs) I'm I'm an Asian of chaos. Is that political? That's true. Yeah, (laughs) it it might be a little political, but whatever. (laughs) Um, But there you have it. Another one down from OU812, uh, a bluesy riff. Uh, If you were looking for some classic Van Halen, This was not the show for it because I would not call this a classic Van Halen. Yeah, like we don't make the rules. We just simply spin the wheel and the wheel gifts it to us. But uh, though it might not have sounded like a traditional Van Halen tune, it was Van Halen covering a tune, putting their own spin on it, uh, doing what they do best. And they do covers pretty damn well. But now comes the question, though, was it good enough to get an upvote? It's time to ask the panel, and I will, we're going to start with our humble guest, Heath McCoy. You're back on the show after after a long hiatus, what have you, call it what you will. Um, this is what we spun. Your manifestation did not come to fruition. None of our manifestations did. <laughs> however, you did get a Sammy track. So, what I ask to you is you've been on the show, you tell us, was a, a political blues, however you want to say it, uh, from Oh, You Went One to What Dreams Are Made Of, or For you
0: is the dream over the whole time i was thinking this is even though it's a a detour i was thinking no dreams are made of this is a cool tune then sat right at the end there sammy kind of blows it for me that almost makes me go the other way but i still enjoyed it i'm gonna say uh yeah it's uh dreams are made of slam
1: Any final notes for you there
0: uh, on the track there, Heath? No, that was it. That was it. I mean, I, I enjoyed it. You know, I like when Van H- Van yeah. Halen does detours like that, and and they're great. They're a great band for doing detours that you wouldn't think is Van Halen. And uh, I, I actually think you get more of those detours in the Dave era than in the Sammy era. And this is one in the Sammy yeah. era that I yeah, I kind of I dig it. Yeah.
1: Well, There you go. All right. So even though not not totally crazy about it, especially towards the end, Heath still. Gave it a thumbs up. It was still good enough. Corey, uh, ever the positive the positive one, using the power of positive thinking, if you will, uh, would you say that Van Halen's take on a, a political blues is what dreams are made of, or are you siding with Chairman Mao and saying no? <laughs> God,
2: I went back and forth the entire song, and I'm still debating, but I think <laughs> I got to land on and i am right Ooh. with heath like i was the exact same way oh this has got to be what dreams are made of and then oh god but then this and then this and just the, the negatives kind of outweigh the positives um like he's barely over the line for what dreams are made of i'm barely over the line uh for this dream is over i like a, a good blues track but fuck, sammy is not good on this right and like much more suited to dave um, the, 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 dueling guitars, I, 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 thought it was kind of a, a neat touch, even though that doesn't really fit. Uh, Mike is absent. There's no harmonies whatsoever on this. Uh, so vocally you just have to rely on Sammy and he butchered this, especially on the end. Like he really, uh, Tom said it in the chat, Sam tripped at the finish line. Uh, he didn't, yeah. he didn't just trip. He stumbled. He fell into a pothole, uh, <laughs> that like it, it was, it was bad. He, his pants fell down and he shit himself all at the same time <laughs> uh, on that final <laughs> section. And, and so that's why the, the, this kind of leans into uh, the dream is over for me, but it's very, very close. Uh, Mark mm-hmm. and Meyer, uh, we're kind of split here tonight so far. Uh, one in one. You yeah, are the tiebreaker,
1: my friend. Well, it's a theme. Apparently, we're all kind of confused right up to the wire of like, <laughs> where are we voting? Where are we voting? So that being said. With the caveat, of course. Now I could absolutely change my mind next week when I like uh, go back and re-listen to it. Like, did I? How did I really feel it? Like, does does it still hold up? And I might be like, "Fuck, I, I completely misvoted." But at this moment, uh, after hearing uh, all of the arguments, hearing the song, um, what it comes down to is, did I have the same uh, reaction that Corey had? And the answer is, no. It was not that strong um i don't think i don't think sammy uh dropped his pants and shit the bed at the same time like i don't think that i think he is still uh uh he's still doing a good enough job for what for what the song is for how his voice is compared to uh say if you put dave in this song uh he's still doing the the job relatively well does he stumble at the end well yeah that whole thing's a stumble but i mean uh, what are you gonna do but i will say do i think sammy should have been the guy to record the song no probably not does he still sound uh really good throughout he sounds good enough and uh i can't take away all the other good stuff happening in the song and i would be lying to you if i said part of my like uh old nostalgia of uh you know slight mississippi upbringing uh my parents are from there uh Did't play a little bit of a hand into this because it did again I as you asked me earlier, I said I'm of two minds like I can't forget about the this whole other spectrum of of music that I really enjoy that had an influence in my younger days, especially my younger guitar playing days um so it spoke to me in that regard and as Heath pointed out, I like hearing when Van Halen does something different now sometimes they can overshoot and do something atrocious with that, or they can do something like this, which is a little bit more uh, uh, intimate, a little bit more. You know, It's like uh, they've done blues before, but they don't go too ham with it. I wouldn't call this like blue hammy blues or anything like that, but it's, it's got a specific structure. And if you listen to it, you know what I'm talking about. More of Dave's wheelhouse. Sure. However, Sammy still does it good enough, st- still well enough. And so even just by a margin, perhaps it is what dreams are made of for me. For now, again, <laughs> next week could be a completely different. Story. I think but I, I now, think I can yeah.
0: tip the other way too. I can easily yeah. tip the other way.
2: <laughs> I yeah. tell you, uh, Tom Certainly. in the chat says the same thing. He says uh, he's giving it a fifty-one percent. What dreams are made of because the ending is just an anchor. Uh, there so. you go.
1: I fifty-one yeah. percent. I think is valid, and I think that's a good that's a good one. So you like so you guys made it, but just barely, <laughs> um, just because you know. And I don't even the stumble at the end be damned. It was just like, just the way everything else was structured, but uh, the stumble certainly doesn't help it. Oh, and, uh, you know, does it, does it take away the, uh, what I think is still a good album from, Oh, you ain't One Two? No, but it's not going to jump to the favorite list at any time soon. So there you have it. Cannot wait to see what the poll results are going to be for this one. I pretty sure I have a great idea, but I don't you, know. Maybe not. Know I've been surprised before.
2: Uh, I'm going to say 60, 40 uh i, I think yeah, a lot of people are good, are going to side just like you and tom and heath cuz i was close like if mm-hmm. if tom is 51 i was 49 like i'm it was right there and even as heath was talking and he was talking positively about it i still downvoted it but just just barely so just I, barely. You know, yeah i i wouldn't be surprised if it was 55 45 but i'm going to say 60 40 i think the poll is going to shake out
1: 60 40 well there you that go uh, nice. place place your bits. It could be very well be. Um, What if it turns out to be 60, 40, but the other way, like 60, that would be surprising. No, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> It's like, wow, you know, that's,
2: that's incredible. We don't have a ton of tracks that were just downright uh, negative. Uh, Not a ton. The biggest one might be up for breakfast. 19%. <laughs> what dreams are made of 81%. Uh, the, the dream is over. So, and uh, learning to see was 50, 50 for crying out loud. Uh, yeah, let, let's go to Van Halen three. What was the lowest rated on there? the uh, lowest rate on there was only 22% for how many say I so currently the uh, lowest ranking signal I can is up for
1: I, breakfast. I can't believe you all I'm talking to all of y'all out there. I can't believe y'all voted how many say I higher than Up for Breakfast. I mean, like, I know Up for Breakfast is not a winner. I know that. I conceded. Like, you can listen to the show and, and hear Corey break me down. And it's just like, okay, you're right. This is not great. This is not a great tune lyrically or anything like that. But, but it's certainly, certainly a few percentages higher than how many say I. Come on, you guys. I think a lot <laughs> of y'all need to go revisit that episode because... You're, you're you're crazy you're talking nonsense out there but anyway it's music subjective it's fine that's <laughs> it's right fine. What, are you, what are you gonna do what are you gonna do uh but uh there you go another one down and another one for the books uh nobody manifestate. i did it did anyone uh manifest an ou812 song at all like i don't think they did oh uh, yeah bl- uh, black and blue or, oh black uh, and, that's right yes black yeah. and blue well, would so with, that which, we did. I, I think that complete. might be the only one left. Oh no, when it's love, we still haven't done. When it's love, dude. Yeah, we still yeah. do when it's love, and
2: yeah,
0: you
1: know, I'm, just t- I'm just gonna I tell. I'm just gonna tell y'all be- right now. Yeah, spoiler alert. That one's gonna make me very happy to do
0: and i hate that song I mean, I, i'd love to be on oh the show my oh way.
1: man well i hope i hope to, i hope to god that the next time you are on the show Heath, we spin it i hope it's a live show so you can just like jump in uh because that's gonna that's gonna spark some conversations and i'm here for it but until that time until that time we uh that is one show down and uh that'll wrap it up for us you guys so but before we go heath mccoy oh. returns to us oh we a got low. a few oh, wait oh, oh wait 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 Damn it. Oh. He caught me. He caught me. I was trying. To, <laughs> That's right. Trying to, uh, trying to slip it I was by. Wondering, him, but... You're taking off early.
2: <laughs> yeah. It is time to play. How many times did Van Halen perform a political blues <laughs> live? Let's oh, start man. with Mark Kameyer because I like okay. Keith more than you. Uh, how many That's times fine. do you think Van Halen performed this track?
1: Part of me just wants to say the one because like the live <laughs> recording sounds like they were just live somewhere like at, Adam club. <laughs> And it was like, yeah, we'll record this and we'll throw it on the album. Like, all right, I guess. And then they never played it again. Uh, No, but I'll be generous. I'll say they probably played this thing five times. Five times. All right. Keith McCoy, remember, this
2: is Price is Right rules. You have to come closest to the actual number without going over. So how many times do you think Van Halen performed A.A. Political Blues live in concert?
0: I bet never. I'd say I'd give it a big fat zero.
2: Big fat zero. Well, the winner this week is... Mark really the correct
0: answer is nine times.
2: Oh, nine holy. times. <laughs> nine, times. Nine, wow. nine times.
1: Nine times.
2: And the times. majority of them came in 1991 on the fuck tour. Interesting. They performed it five <laughs> times, three times in 88, one time in
1: 1989. So... Huh? <laughs> and then, you and they decided... There's like, you don't want to do 10 to make it even like, nah, I think we're (laughs) not going to do this anymore. (laughs) Like, Okay. That's hilarious. Nine times. That's hysterical, but Hey, well, all right. So at least there are some people out there that at least got to uh, witness a live performance of that. And uh, if you are out there listening to the show and you have uh, anybody lurking in the chat, if you ever saw them do this song live, let us know. And uh, let us know how you felt about it because I'd be very curious to hear the consensus on how people felt where was it in the set you know how did it flow did it disrupt the flow was it at the end of this it was it the encore or anything like that uh when everybody's already dead tired so they're like all right we'll send everybody home with this kind of slow bluesy uh, uh cover song that we got um but only the nine times we're not going to do it any more than that
0: <laughs> that's funny. i saw the fuck tour and and uh it was it was great but but uh yeah they sure didn't play it when in my city yeah
1: oh okay select cities so please let us know if you are a uh, part of that audience in the select city in which you heard a political blues uh because i want to i want to hear more about it i want to hear everything about it what you can remember anyway so all right so now we got the that game out of the, look at that i won yay um <laughs> Keith McCoy returning to us, uh, once again, from, from afar, it's been a long time, man. So definitely don't be a stranger anymore. Please let the people know what you got, uh, what you got going on, anything you want to plug and where you, your socials are. They can follow you.
0: Uh, j- just, uh, just, um, uh, you know, van at van heathen on Twitter and, um, yeah, no, nothing, nothing for me, man. I'm just out. I'm just, uh, writing for the university and that's what I'm doing right now. Oh, oh just wait. I'll plug pain and passion. Duh. There you, okay, go. Uh, go, you. <laughs> go to amazon and buy my book pain and passion the history of stampede wrestling that's a good one i've also got a book about chris benoit um that I, it's Ooh. a co-author thing uh yeah and so yeah but pain and Passion" is the one that i would i would plug and didn't i just oh, see you on
2: annie on a bret Hart documentary
0: yeah that's that was older actually that was about a year and a half ago that it, that that came out and i and even longer ago that i shot that we did the shoot for that but yeah i got my uh you know my two minutes in that or whatever <laughs> fame but yeah i saw one I, clip and i'm like i yeah. know that dude that's yeah me.
1: yeah i haven't seen that clip yet i haven't, I haven't seen the the a and e special on bret hart anyway i've seen a bunch of bret hart like specials but i haven't seen that one so i will be eagerly watching that and uh, looking for your clips man that's gonna be cool cool stuff and uh i look forward to uh stampede wrestling part two i'm sure there's there's lots more to to, to type and Millions lots more to basically. write about who knows yeah. um but uh yeah you guys get over there support our boy and uh if you like wrestling if you like van halen he's got the uh best of both worlds if you will uh <laughs> good stuff uh cory please let the people know where they can find all of your universe connected podcasts Oh, my Lord. Well, uh, let's see. We have this
2: show uh, and the Podcast Will Rock. You can find us at www.podcastwillrock.com. Uh, you can get your merch there, catch up on old episodes. We have the Patreon, of course, uh, patreon.com slash rock. Uh, become a member today. Uh, if you're yeah. a $10 patron and up, you get to lurk in the episode and comment on the feed. Uh, I know uh, Jeff Brewer was uh, just asking why he didn't get the link. And it's, well, my friend, it's because uh, you, you, ha- you have to subscribe to a certain tier, even though we do like to open it up on occasion to everybody. Uh, which we do at least once a month. I know we did it last week uh, for everybody. But um, if there's a, if there's not a tier for you, please let us know and we'll create it. You want Mark to come to your house, mow your lawn, and sing you a tune? Uh, he's more than happy to do that. That's on uh, Patreon.com/slash Podcast Will Rock. Of course, all of our socials are at Podcast Will Rock, and you can find us as part of the amazing Deep Dive Podcast Network, which features such shows as Backtracks, Aerosmith Revisited, featuring myself john mariano and scott haskin uh john and i also do a show called backtrack Steve music talking all things music and movies uh scott haskin is wrapping up his uriah Heap show the magicians podcast so you go catch up he just eclipsed a hundred thousand downloads which is a yeah, huge dude. huge accomplishment yeah. so uh huge congratulations from from all of us at and the podcast to rock on that one uh we're over halfway there ourselves mark i think we're approaching a 58 000 last time i checked so uh won't be long hopefully it. we can get up to the lofty heights of one uh, Scott Haskin. Uh, our good buddies, Nate and John, at the Deep Purple Podcast. The Simple Man at Skinnered Reconsidered. Cherry T-Bone Mathly at T-Bone's Prime Cuts on the other side. Rye at Sabbath Bloody Podcast. Paul, Joe, and David at In the Lap of the Pods, of course, talking all things Queen. Andy and Matt at Hawk Binge, talking about the band Hawkwind. Eric and Jonathan at Made Nate to Z. Daniel and Joss at Diary of the Madman, the ultimate Aussie podcast, which is, of course, a podcast dedicated to Wham!, Ben and Sam at University Speaking, the Red Hot Chili Peppers podcast. George and Hattie at the Judas Priest cast. Clay and Riot North by South podcast. Greg and Jonathan at So Far, So Pod, So What, Tucking all things Megadeth. Kevin Brown at the Tom Petty Project. And with his good buddy Randy Woods at Seaside Pod Review, another Queen podcast. Quinn at Volume for All. Sam, Nick, Stephen Mark at the Rock Roulette podcast. Chaz and Greg at Regarding Lulu. And, of course, our good buddies at the Sean Geek and Fast Red podcast you're all doomed a Friday the 13th podcast the DLR cast the bogus Oda show pod of thunder the recognized symbol of excellence in rock and roll podcasting booked on rock with the legendary Eric Sedich, dissect that film and three's company to a rewatch podcast and I just brought up Wham because I want to check out that Netflix documentary on Wham it looks pretty good
1: it's really all that yeah I was like I'm ooh, I'm looking forward to that one that was gonna be real real good so do that good call um as Corey said, we have a Patreon. Please go to it. Find a tier. We've got one for you. We'll make one for you if we don't have it. Uh, buy some merch, man. Hey, it's it's summertime. You need uh, some cool swag to show off in these uh, hot summer days. And we've got your swag. And it, it represents Van Halen stuff, too. And you're supporting some uh, some nice podcasters. I like to think we're nice. So, yeah, Who you want to celebrate nice guys, right? So do that. Go to our merch store, buy some merch, and uh, see what uh, we can do for you. Yeah. Um, for me personally, you can find me at Mark the Bat on Twitter and Instagram, and I guess Threads, even though Threads is kind of weird, but whatever, I'm over there. Um, <laughs> if you find yourself in the Nashville, Tennessee area uh, on the day of July 22nd, that's a Saturday, that's in uh, about two weeks or less than two weeks at this point. Come to the basement east in Nashville, Tennessee. We are putting on Metal for Nashville Volume Two. We had such a great time in 2020, right before we got shut down because of COVID. Uh, but we had such a great time. It's a show I still talk about to this day. That show we that we had to we had to do it again. So we're doing it again, Volume Two, Metal for Nashville. It's a tribute to the metal core from the uh, early aughts to the later two uh, thousands. Uh, all the all your favorites, if you grew up during that time, or if you were just playing music during that time. Uh, a lot of Killswitch Engage, a lot of like uh, All That Remains, a lot of things like that. Um, basically, a bunch of us screaming in your faces. It was a great time in twenty twenty. It's going to be an even better time this time around. Uh, You get your tickets at the door, it's like 15, or you can get them uh, uh, ahead of time. But Nashville, Tennessee, The Basement East, Metal for Nashville, Volume 2, all benefits going towards the Music City Hero Coalition, so it's for charity, so it's for a good cause. Do that. Come watch us scream in your face for a good cause. What more could you possibly want from that? Uh, And there are more show dates uh, upcoming, but I'll get to that at a later time on behalf of heath mccoy hashtag whatever happened to heath murphy and on behalf of Corey and myself we are and the podcast will rock and we will rock you later